So if you go uh, uh, a step back and then you realize what you're trying to solve for the ecosystem, you're actually trying to increase sales uh, by word of mouth, by referrals for these merchants, right? So if that becomes your vision, right? And then, then with that vision comes a roadmap of the product. And then you showed that roadmap with this little bit of first step, which you took, and that became a little bit of success that had some success. That itself becomes a recipe of investment, right? Then you don't need to like do much exploration. People can visualize your vision. People can see the MVP, the product, and then say, okay, these guys are going to the right direction. Uh, these folks are going to the right direction, right? So, Hey, Bob WP here. Welcome to Do The Woo, the WooCommerce Builder Podcast. This show is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro Hub, the perfect place to manage all your client sites with resources and tools to help you make the most out of your time with client projects. Tell you more about GoDaddy Hub later in the show. Let's get started as Jonathan has a chat with Vika Single from InstaWP. Vika has a long history in tech and has been working with WordPress for quite some time, with Woo coming into the scene early as well. He shares his story behind his career in the ecosystem and developing his current product. He also hears some insights about funding his product and tips for those who want to start building products in the space. So let's jump right in. Welcome to Do The Woo. I'm your host today, Jonathan Wold, and I'm joined by Vikas Single. Vikas, how are you? I'm doing good, uh, Jonathan. Thanks for having me on the pod. Yeah, it's fantastic to have you. So let's... Um, You've you've been in WordPress a bit. When did WordPress first come onto the radar for you? Uh, it was actually an interesting story, especially given the context. Because when I started uh, building, so I've been building websites and I've been programmer my whole life. Uh, from right from college, I was building software. But uh, back about like six seven years ago, I was building. Uh, my my brother has a brick and mortar store, and he requested that can we do like an online store. And then we explored PrestaShop. So PrestaShop is like famous in, I think, more in European uh, part of the world. And uh, it's great. It's an uh, same same format, open source, self-hosted, all that good stuff. And when we built um, his store, uh, there was obviously a lot of features with the core was missing. And then I discovered that there is something called an, called as an add-on which you can build on top of said software, which I didn't know before. And then I built a couple of add-ons for him. And then I posted those add-ons in the pressure shop forums and started getting popular. And then I, I put some paywalls in front and started making some money. Right, And eventually I figured out that pressure shop is this, just a small fish uh, in the bowl, right? Uh, but uh, there are other CMSs. So CMSs, was also kind of a new terminology for me at that time. And then I discovered their like content management system, they're called. And then there is something of, uh, of a sort called WordPress. What it is, I wonder, right? And then same format, self-hosted, open source. And I thought, let's let's start to tinker with it. So I actually installed WooCommerce and set up a store for him. But uh, as time will have it, we installed over 100 plugins into the WordPress. So as as all people do when they when they when they see the 
uh, when they um, kind of see the plugin repo and then just click install, click activate, right? So eventually we realized that this is not the right way to build a store. And then we, we figured out a way. But I was fascinated by WordPress at that point, right? Yeah, so that's where I discovered WordPress. You you came into it through the WooCommerce route. So it sounds like you had a just a, a long-term interest in, or like a very early interest in technology. Where did that start for you? Do you was there anything about it in particular that drew you to technology, to programming? I was always fascinated by uh, computers, uh, even in my like uh, school days. So when I was like in grade 10 or something, I was always fascinated how, how does this thing work, right? And then uh, I had a great teacher uh, back in my school. So who taught me like uh, Fox Pro, I don't know if you know, uh, Fox Pro or Visual Basic uh, 6. Uh, so that was amazing. Means VB6 means kind of gives you the wings when you are a kid. And you don't need to know a lot of stuff, but at the same time, you can do a lot of cool stuff with it. Um, you can build... So I, I built an invoicing software with VB6 and sold it for $100 uh, when I was like 14 or 15, something. So that gave me like a lot of perspective on what can be done with software. Okay, that's awesome. So and, and, and you also had a... It sounds like a, a fairly strong entrepreneurial sort of base from a young age. Yep. So to have bought and sold the software, you referenced with PrestaShop that you got into the add-ons pretty quickly. So... You you finally make your way over to WooCommerce and WordPress. You're in that ecosystem. Where did your entrepreneurial interest there start? When did you start to see opportunity in, in that? Entrepreneurial, I was actually, back in my college days only, I was building a lot of projects uh, as a side project. So I started learning PHP, uh, built a lot of websites. My first uh, website was uh, while I was in college. I built it for engineering students in our area. And it got like over 100,000 registrations and uh, mentioned in newslet- newspapers and so on and so forth. So that was like my shot to fame at that point. And then I realized that this can be like really, really big. But I didn't have the vision at that. But, but I kept building side projects, a video library or whatever, right? A, a book review site, or whatever you can imagine. I was just building with raw PHP. Then I discovered frameworks. Then I discovered WordPress. So with WordPress, the... The, the journey is a little bit interesting because by, by the time when I discovered WordPress, I was also uh, doing f- website flips. So I was buying website, um, building, uh, basically growing them and then selling them. One of the things which we figured out is bootstrap templates. So if you remember CSS templates, right? HTML templates. So that was a big thing uh, back in the day. Through that, I realized that there is something called flipping. And in WordPress, when I discovered WordPress, I already had a prior knowledge of that you can buy websites and sell websites. So I figured, can I actually buy a WordPress plugin? So that's what I did. And back in 2017, I bought a WordPress plugin uh, that was a popular security plugin in, in Watto Marketplace. So that's still a thing. But yeah, at that time, it was actually really popular. And I started you like uh, building on top like realizing what their challenges are, uh, what is a plugin, and what is the plugin. I, I had no knowledge about the whole ecosystem at that point. I just started doing that. It was actually a big step from my perspective or, or everybody who or whom I know at that point. Uh, why are you investing such a big amount? Because uh, it was, it was I think, about like uh, 15K to 20K kind of investment. 
it was not a small investment because you are starting out something. But I, I thought this is a popular product. I had confidence in my like uh, like flipping abilities at that point because I have flipped almost five to six websites for profit. So I, I kind of knew how to look the graphs, I, how to know, look like uh, the history of uh, a website and then figure out whether this is going to work or not. Right. And I, I was a programmer also. So combined with these two knowledge together, and I went with it. So where, so you mentioned the ecosystem. What was the first WordCamp, if you recall, that you attended? Um, this is actually surpri- can be surprising because my first WordCamp was WordCamp Asia uh, this year. R- really? I never attended a WordCamp. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I was kind of away from the WordPress ecosystem in a way of participation, right? I was just... Like, like I had a business, that's it. So I was doing, I started with WordPress. I didn't know anybody like in WordPress. Nobody knew me personally. Um, and I didn't know how big the open source term meant to the WordPress community, yes. right? I was just, I thought this is just another WordPress, uh, just another open source project, right? But it is not that kind of project, right? Which just posts on a GitHub repo and then, People start like a little bit of contribution. It has a whole ecosystem around it. So that is something was kind of new to me. And new, new means this year new. Okay. So when, uh, so going to WordCamp Asia, that was your first WordCamp. So, which is awesome. That's kind of cool. Like of all the, of all the WordCamps, it's gonna be interesting to see how your perspective shifts as you experience different types of WordCamps. So that's a, that's a new thing. Like when, when, uh, what was it, if it's as early as this year, what was it about, the, what were some of your first clues that there's a whole lot more uh, to this than it just being a project? What were some of your first clues to the, like the 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 uh, potential of the community? Yeah, definitely. So biggest thing uh, which I, I noticed while I was in Bangkok that uh, this event was totally organized by volunteers. Point number one. Point number two, it was so well organized. Point number three is how well the commercial aspect of like sponsors and people who are actually volunteer are also working for some of these sponsors and some of the large companies in the world, right? So they they do, and there are a lot of companies who actually sponsor, like in true sponsorship, meaning in WordPress terminology, where they sponsor people and then they work on these projects. So it was interesting to see means how the open source community and the, how the commercial, like the aspect of it, work together to launch such a big event, such a like well organized event. That was like really means I was blown away by it. Cool. Okay. Now, so 2017, you purchase your first plugin. Uh, we're going to talk about what you're doing with Insta in a, in a bit here. But what did the next couple of years look like? Like, what, where did you? Yeah. Next couple of years, I was uh, I was as I said fascinated by WordPress and flipping and combined both these together, I started buying a lot of plugins. So acquiring, when I say buying, I mean acquiring. So I acquired at least, I think by the end of uh, 2020 or early 2021, I acquired about 10 to 15 such projects, both small and big. And um, uh, in in the meantime, I I built a team of about 30 people uh, completely remote in India which I never imagined which will happen. And in the same time, I was able to leave my full-time job. And so I actually left my full-time job, uh, I think about one and a half years ago, right about when I started InstaWP. And InstaWP was kind of a hook when I was leaving the job because 
it was a very long shot in the dark. We, we never know it is going to work or not. Uh, we will obviously talk about that in a bit. But uh, my wife and I <laughs> kind of uh, argued. Uh, she was always in favor of you should uh, you should have like a obviously right? every family member wants to be like uh, a safety net. But I was more into was like no, I can do it right because I I think this this can work. Uh, especially when the early preview of InstaWP uh, went online and people loved it. So yeah. So in the meantime, I built a team, built up uh, like a fairly successful plugins and theme business on like a lifestyle. It was a lifestyle business. I, I was well off. Like I, I had no problems with it. I was the my my main strategy of growth was to acquire projects and then start building projects. So uh, we we also did like a couple of SaaS. Uh, we we did Shopify apps, which can be an interesting kind of um, like crossover in our discussion, uh, especially when given the context about the WooCommerce uh, thing, right? So I can share some of my insights, what what I learned from the Shopify ecosystem. Right now, I have exited from Shopify. I have sold uh, two apps which I bought, uh, and if, means if if the community uh, is open, means I can also share my experiences on flipping websites, how to build, how to see. From a, like when you are exiting something, how to build that business for an exit perspective. So from a obviously, Miss, I have all these things are like small business, uh, small to medium business uh, scope. So you have this background. You you at this point you've bought and sold uh, quite a few. Well, so uh, mostly acquired. You've been acquiring, growing the portfolio. You you've gained a lot of experience. You you have a full time job while you're sort of doing this. Then you make the move to leave. So where did this concept, so so first tell us briefly what InstaWP is, and then I want to get into where, where the idea came from. All right. So InstaWP is um, like a dev tool. Uh, it can help you get websites created, WordPress websites created really quickly uh, in a couple of steps. And you don't need to install like a, like a software or you don't need to buy a hosting account to create a WordPress site. That was... And that also goes bleeds into the fact that uh, how did InstaWP started, right? But that's that's what it is about, means in in a nutshell. But it goes a little a lot further, right? You can means you can uh, do like sandboxes, uh, demo sites. Uh, you can connect your hosting account, things like that. So it's a it's a what what I like to call now is it is an all in one app tool for WordPress. So it can help agencies, uh, freelancers, and, and and a lot of folks. To build with WordPress. So yeah. you've been putting a bunch of work into it for a while now. Where 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 did the idea first come from? When did it first come onto your radar? Uh, the idea was always there when I started with WordPress because um, I always kind of a knack for uh, like quick automations uh, tooling. Uh, I have been building while I was in uh, working with Cisco. So I built a tool uh, which can automatically do large-scale testing on thousands of routers and network devices. So when, when I started with WordPress, I realized that means when I tell it, when I tell a friend what is WordPress, and then they say, well, can I go somewhere and try out what is WordPress is? And then there is like 10 steps, right? You download a zip file and things like that. There is always WordPress.com, but it's not the same experience uh, of like a true WordPress experience. But um so uh, I built a, a platform called CMS Launcher back in the day, about I think three, four years ago, three, four years ago. And I combined like a uh, basically duct tape uh, solution with cPanel reselling from Namecheap 
And it was like a clunky uh, WHMCS uh, interface uh, where you can create WordPress. But so it, it worked, but it was not as polished as what InstaWP is today. And and then I had some like traffic coming in from a partner uh, who was sending free WordPress site traffic. And then everybody wanted a free WordPress site. So I didn't have the positioning right. I didn't have the product right. And it kind of failed. So I sold it for 10K. Uh, after after six months or eight months, so but then I always like kept on thinking, what, how can we do it better, right? It means how can can we create like a WordPress launcher which actually works? Okay, so you, Insta, so you you had a, a great job. Things are going well. You've been buying and selling. This idea for Insta has been developing the background a bit. You have the CMS launcher experience. Uh, at what point, like, what was it for you that said, you know, this is this is something that's worth like going all in on? Like, what was that moment for you where you're like, yeah, this is worth leaving my job and and putting my entrepreneurial efforts focusing on this this Insta concept? What what was that? It was a gut feeling, to be honest. Um, it's because by that time I had all, which I had an MVP out on post status on reddit on twitter I, I i i was not like i was not engaging too much on twitter at that time but that that itself was a moment where people started to recognize that this can be uh, like a potential good tool and i get a, i got a lot of feedback and early customers so the i think the moment when it switched was when i put a payment gateway and there was first subscription within i think within 24 hours that was like amazing which i thought I was always been building sites my whole life, which never worked. Uh, then I was acquiring projects, uh, which was somebody else's work. And then finally, I built something which actually people are liking because of all these. Um, it's over, over a period of time, you acquire this kind of uh, nuggets of information and knowledge, right? And that it kind of manifests itself into something. And then you have that, man, this can work, right? And, and then that I think that that was the trigger for me. Now, let's talk about WooCommerce for a moment in this context. So you started out with WooCommerce. That was your kind of entryway into WordPress. Are any of the years, in the years between, like were any of the products, for instance, that you worked on WooFocused or like what, uh, where, did, where did WooCommerce show up over the years? Uh, the initial, except the initial, uh, like building a shop for my brother kind of uh, engagement, I never had like too much deeper into WooCommerce. Uh, like like a plugin or or a theme for WooCommerce. Uh, we did have like in our themes, we did have integration for WooCommerce. Uh, I do I didn't know about like a lot of stuff about WooCommerce, but I never had like like deeper engagement. On on a flip side, uh, when we talk about Shopify, I had a lot of experience with Shopify. I wish I we had done like a couple of plugins for WooCommerce. Uh, I I had it's that one of those idea to convert our Shopify apps into WooCommerce, but I. But then I completely like moved into Insta at that point. So we have the advantage in this case of you starting there. So WooCommerce, man, it's it's fairly unique, right? Like it's it's has an incredibly large market share relative to Shopify. In your Shopify experience, what um, what stood out to you from like what what was it about the yeah, anything in particular that stood out to you from your time buying building apps in the Shopify marketplace? Right. When, when I was doing Shopify, I had like a lot of experience in terms of building a shop, not like as, like as a developer, but as, as a user. And that itself was a good perspective to have because 
when I use Shopify, I always, because I have a big business in WordPress too, right? So I always kept on thinking, why can't we do this? Why can't we do that, right? Think in, in things and in, in that nature. For example, Shopify has a nice onboarding. Uh, you, it is com- completely combined into one single package. So why can't we do that, right? And and we can talk about this, some of the stuff which we are doing with Insta, which does that. But but at that time, I had no knowledge about Insta. I was doing Insta with me, right, at some point. But uh, that was fast. Uh, it was so easy uh, to kind of, so to, so it is meant for e-commerce, right? So basic e-commerce tooling is already there. Basic shop is already there. Uh, all you need to do is like, import some products and you're good to go. You just need to connect a payment gateway, maybe a shipping provider. That's it. And I think that that's how Shopify got a lot of popularity of like their ease of onboarding, ease of activation, ease of use. And their app ecosystem is, but their app ecosystem is kind of, means it works and broken at the same time, I think, in my opinion. The the core itself is good, but the app ecosystem, the, the shop itself becomes like a, like very expensive at some point, right? So you need to give like thousands. Not every, every little add-on has a high price to it. Yeah, exactly. So and that was one of our like motivation to go into Shopify, to be honest. Uh, but at some point, I started realizing that not every merchant can afford this. Uh, means you, you are charging fifty dollars plus for every add-on, and if you have like ten add-ons, you are, you end up paying like five hundred dollars for a shop every month which is not like doable for every merchant. And that's why you see a lot of deactivation in the Shopify space. So we had like like a track of history of Shopify activation, deactivation for our app. And then we saw a lot of deactivation, especially after COVID. Everybody wanted to go, go get out of, because it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of investment every month. If you don't have orders, then it's a lot of investment. Staying on top of things. What about managing all those client projects in one place? The GoDaddy Pro Hub does just that, and it's free. From a single dashboard, you will have control over your client sites, products, and projects in one seamless experience. Save time on repetitive site maintenance tasks. Access all your client accounts with a single sign-on. And use tools that improve client collaboration. And top that off with priority support, and it's the all-in-one hub. Learn all about it by simply going to dothewoo.io slash hub. So now there's an interesting contrast here because on the one hand, Shopify has its ease of use, right? You can get up and running quickly, but, but it is a highly commercialized business. It doesn't have any open source aspect or ethos to it. And, and so the incentives for both the business and people building into it, like your own experience highlights, is to get the most that you can out of it, right? So you're going to charge, like you can, I, I recall some of my Shopify experience early on of like, wow, this little add-on here is like 30 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month. And, whereas on the, on the other side with WooCommerce, you have a whole, like a lot of, lot, much more like uh, price uh, accessible functionality. You can mm-hmm. find plugins mm-hmm. for very low cost, but the ease of use is quite different. It's not, it's not trivial to get up and running. There isn't, uh, like you said, there's at least 10 steps, right? Um, like with WordPress, but even more, it's like, okay, you, you got to find a host. What, what add-ons are you going to use? There's this whole process that you have to go through. Uh, last week we had on Bo from Wook from WooCommerce and they're working on Woo Express, which is great. It's a, g- a great move in that direction of how do we make it easier to get up and running? 
the fact that we're all these years into WooCommerce and that's still a thing, it's it's an interesting challenge that we have in this space. And with what you're doing with Insta, that's one of the things that drew me to it immediately. So first you have that instant, instantaneous like click, now you're in WordPress experience, which is a little bit magical, right? Like that's when I remember first seeing your demo early on. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's cool. Like sometimes you just want to see something in WordPress and you don't want to have to go into, you certainly don't want to have to go pay for another hosting account just to like get WordPress up and running. Like I want to just see something, right? So for many people, a local solution can be great, but then you can't share it. So there's, I remember when first seeing the demo, there was like, okay, this is interesting. Where do you go with this? Now, when you take an application like WooCommerce, there is this inherent, it's not, it's typically not just going to be a little experiment. There's tends to be an intention of like, okay, I, I'm going to, there's going to be a business behind this. And you mentioned onboarding. Uh, I know that's been a focus of yours with Insta. Uh, I guess, why, why do you feel like, why does that matter? Like, why, why do you care about the onboarding experience into something like WooCommerce? Yeah, I think you mentioned the right word, which is Woo Express. So I have uh, I have some visibility around it. So they are building something where people can easily onboard. But still, I think we are still a little bit uh, away from it. Uh, with InstaWP, what we're trying to do with onboarding for even for WooCommerce, um, and we are also working with the WooCommerce team in some some aspects. So we are doing some demos. So what we are trying to do is having a fully built website connected to a hosting provider. Uh, and if somebody wants, let's say, for example, an e-commerce site for a beauty product, an e-commerce site for a dog brand or a dog uh, uh, or pet shop, basically, right? Uh, they can get that with the theme, with this plugin stack and with the code in one shot, hosted on a hosting choice of their choice, right? It can be uh, WP Engine, it can be anywhere, or it can be a recommended hosting because sometimes people don't know what a hosting provider is itself, right? They don't care. They just need a shop. So that is what we are trying to do. And we are working with like like uh, WooCommerce uh, themselves. We are working with the hosting providers so that the onboarding becomes more like a Shopify-esque experience for end users. And they get onboarded really quickly, really easily. All they need to worry about is like next two steps rather than the full like 10 steps. So last two steps is what they need to do, like importing a product. We also can give like demo content and things like that. So this is all built inside the platform. Uh, it is open to anybody. Yep. Yeah, that's one of the things I've, I've appreciated about your approach is this, um, like I think a mistake a lot of people make about the WordPress and WooCommerce ecosystem is to ignore its like decentralized nature, which has trade-offs. There's things that make it difficult, but it's a big benefit in terms of its resilience and diversity. And that's to say that there are a lot of different hosting choices. And especially in, in e-commerce, there's a lot of value in really embracing that, right? Because the needs for a shop, especially if there's any physical presence to it, can be quite varied from one region to the next and from one market type to the next. And what we're seeing more of, which I've really appreciated, are hosting providers who are beginning to focus in on that and who are in a great position to beat proprietary platforms like Shopify at their own game for the markets that they're serving. And at the same time, so on the one hand, that's great. 
And on the other, there are still a lot of challenges that would be benefited that would uh, be that you could address more readily with a more centralized approach. And with that, and and at least what I've seen so far, you seem to be doing a really good job. Or there seems to be some clear intention to take that middle ground of saying, "Hey, you know, we're." We're, we want to help you get up and running and succeed. We want you to be able to spin up a WooCommerce store. We don't care where you host it. We'll, and, and we'll do the work to help you get connected to wherever you want to go, which gives you that benefit of embracing the strengths of a local provider, of a more specialized provider. At the same time, you're doing work that allows you to be in a position to take insights gained across the different providers and provide a more streamlined like onboarding experience that isn't con- like this is one of the challenges because I've seen hosts make some good moves in that direction of improving onboarding, but somewhat by nature because they're competitors, there's a de-incentive for the, that to be shared with others. So you end up having like uh, very much more bifurcated experiences where one host may be doing this, they're doing some bundling here, then over here, and it's it's uh, it's like much less efficient. Whereas at least the position that I'm seeing that you take so far, it's like you can innovate and make onboarding smoother and smoother yet like be agnostic about where they end up and, and really empower users to make the best choices for them. Yeah. That's Nupsi, you have summarized uh, better than I could have. <laughs> so thanks for that. Uh, and yeah, we, 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 we are taking a position of uh, being agnostic and that's on purpose because this is more about empowerment for the whole community, right? So we want to empower everybody and we want to be a platform, not just, not a lot, not a, not like a hosting provider on itself, not a product developer on itself, right? So you, so you build on InstaWP and we give you the vehicle because uh, the, 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 the packages are ready in the WordPress ecosystem. Whenever I meet somebody, so who, whomever I met in WordCamp Asia or in CloudFest, uh, I always kept repeating, we can do it better than what Shopify did. And I can tell you this firsthand because I have experienced both platforms very closely. And I've seen that which we have a lot of flexibility that actually works against us in some cases. Uh, but if we can like do like a packaged, pre-packaged solution, at least for the onboarding, smooth onboarding experience, that will get a lot of users excited. And if I can, so I was actually, when stood, this is actually uh, relevant to this context, I had a conversation with a very large hosting provider just before this call. And when they saw the onboarding, uh, step-by-step onboarding, and then they said, can we actually hook it to our hosting APIs and then and then make it like a new customer account every time somebody creates a site? Now, not, not just like create a new site, but new actual new hosting account and a site inside that account. So I said, yes, as long as there is an API. And we are doing this with a couple of other hosting providers already. So, and then this like this becomes like a dedicated tool for that company, right? And and then the company two, company three, company XYZ, everybody can do it, right? And and they, if, so I think the, the biggest thing would be how they can like tailor made these experiences. So let's say they can make a, uh, 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 an e-commerce store for a particular niche. They can do a, like a membership site. They can do uh, like a wedding site. They can do a photography site. So everybody, so you can just imagine the n number of use cases which which gets unlocked. And at the same time, our agency customers are building these nice templates 
which I think we can connect between or uh, between the two, and a huge marketplace gets unlocked, right? So there are prosumers, there are providers who are providing these nice templates, uh, which has like the full website, full stack, full plugin, full themes. Everything is completely pre-built, and then the hosting provider can pick and choose from these templates if they want to, or they can build their own, right? So the, the, the there are like n number of permutations and combinations. Sometimes it actually blows my mind while thinking about it. I think you got the point. So you you had this gut feeling when you went into it. You're now is it a year and a half into this in process with Insta, give or take. Yeah, yeah, about that. Yep. Um, what what's your gut telling you now about the direction? When I started, I thought this is going to be just a small tool, and uh, and now we are talking about being a platform. I think we. We are going to change, I hope, right? Uh, I hope we are going to change the way WordPress is perceived uh, in the in the world um, uh, and uh, how how people actually create websites with WordPress. Uh, when setting up WordPress, messing around with WordPress, getting frustrated with WordPress are, is going to be a thing of the past. That That is what my aim is. So you, you had some early building experience uh, and then... And mixed mixed results, you began to buy. Now you're building something. How, how are you thinking of this? Is this just a, a quick flip for you? Like build it a bit longer, sell it off? Is that like what 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 about this? Um, or, or is it something more that you think of much longer term? Like how are you thinking about what you're building now? This was actually in my thought process when I started building this. I was done with quick flips. I was done with buying and like growing and selling kind of stuff. I was I always means not. Even before my flipping days, I always wanted to build something big. Like acquiring gave me an opportunity to like get a head start always. But in this case, I actually have a head start in, in the way that I know uh, WordPress needs, at least from my perspective, right? Uh, everybody has their own perspective. So I know what WordPress needs in when I build that plugin and theme business. And I, I do... When I started it, I had a big vision that there has to be some impact of what we are going to do. I think uh, if you remember our chat early on uh, uh, when I posted post status and then we talked. So uh, I thought, uh, I remember uh, distinctively that uh, we had this conversation where uh, we, we, you said this can be really big, right? And that 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 also get me like okay this that 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 was a big confirmation right coming from a person like you you because at that time I didn't have any idea of what is going to be like it, it was just a disposable WordPress service and uh, now we kind of despise that name we want to be like a dev tool or a platform for WordPress so yeah so it is going to make a huge impact. And uh, it is going to be there. It is not a quick flip. I've always appreciated the energy that you've brought to the work. Like I remember when you first kind of came in, like you said, you didn't have much context for the community. WordCamp Asia ended up being your first WordCamp. What what was it that? Uh, well, so so and you you joined post status, like you built been building some context. You you began to get this sense of potential because you like you said it just started out as a tool, and. You, as you got feedback from early users, your sense of its potential grew. So as you think about it today and you look into the future, I guess share a bit more about what you, when you say platform, like what's your vision? Like what's your intention for it? If, it, if what you're doing goes really well over the next couple of years, I guess what's the impact potential that you're, that you're looking forward to? The impact potential uh, will be that 
So I see WordPress as, as a fragmented ecosystem, right? So on one end, you have the core. One other end, you have the plugins and themes, which completely like work on its own isolated environments, right? So the plugin companies, they, they do need to work along with other plugins, but they work on their own uh, in a way, right? Uh, 99% of the time. Same goes with hosting companies. They work on their own. They have their own stack. Everything works together in like like a good amount, but not the best what it can be. So, I, so instead of the B can be that thread which ties all these components together, right? In a in a nice like presented to you in a three course meal, right? So you get like the course served with uh, hot plugins, served with a side of theme, right? Uh, <laughs> Right. And and then like and the ambience of a hosting environment. Right. So that itself gives you like uh, uh, like like it draws your picture of what we're trying to do. So we are that restaurant which uh, which hosts all of these things, activities inside and then gives you uh, a place to like start your business, not just like set set up all these things, but also the main. So at the end of the day, a website, a WordPress uh, installation gives a website owner some kind of like output right so it can be business owner it can be a blog so that needs to be accomplished is is my vision and vision so if we can be that platform which connects all these uh, like components the lego boxes together and then build whatever they want very easily is is our long term Vision. Yeah, I like that. And I like that you have the SaaS experience. You've played in the Shopify ecosystem. Uh, Onboarding is an area where we have a lot of room uh, to grow and improve. You know, WordPress, we were originally famous for the five-minute install, which was great and accurate when blogging was the only output that you're after. And these days, people are using WordPress and WooCommerce especially for far more than blogging. And it is not a five-minute install, <laughs> right? Like you can get a Shopify up in a couple of minutes, but WooCommerce generally, and it's great. So we have initiatives like Woo Express taking us that direction. There's still a whole lot of room to improve. And I, I like the position that you're in where you can work directly with product authors. You can work directly with hosting providers to create these much faster, smoother onboarding experiences. Uh, I, I like I like that potential a lot. Uh, so you, you'd had a fair amount of business success prior to this. Did you decide to... Uh, so initially you bootstrapped um, Insta, kind of got up and running, and then ultimately you raised money for it. What was that process like? Like, why did you decide to do it, and what was the experience of fundraising like for for Insta? I I, I was a bootstrapper. Uh, my, I mean, that was my philosophy. Also, I didn't want to raise money at any point because raising money is uh, uh, it gives you discipline, but it gives you a lot of headache at the same time. Right, means it, it like means you are just uh, working for somebody else. Is means I had that kind of immature feeling at that point. Uh, when I started building InstaWP, I, I realized that this is not going to be a bootstrap business. It, it needs it needs that discipline. It needs that funds. It needs uh, that visibility. Right, and I, I I was not looking for just any kind of uh, VC. Right, I was looking for someone who can like give us a brand. Or who has some strategic thinking uh, to to give us uh, that kind of push? But uh, so yeah, so and I, I, I was it was just a shot in the dark. I I wanted to find out if this kind of project can get funding from, especially from VCs who do 
WordPress related funding, not just like a generic VC, right? Most history will have it. We, uh, we got a response from Automatic. And uh, there were a couple of other parties at that point who were interested, especially from the WordPress ecosystem. I hope we'll, we'll get them on board at some point. But uh, that itself was an, a surreal experience for us. We, we did not, which I, I did not at any point anticipate that this is going to happen. And when it did, it was, it was, it was just like, it was never looking back from there. So Automatic comes on board as, as an investor in this. Um, it sounds like, it sounds like that gave you more confidence in the direction that you were going. Exactly. And uh, so you go to WordCamp Asia. Are you planning to go to WordCamp Europe? Yeah. So we are going to go to WordCamp Europe. We have a small booth there and uh, very excited about it. So for others who are thinking about building, let's let's take the WooCommerce space. If someone's interested in, in building a product in WooCommerce, you've got this extensive background in buying products and and, and growing them, and now sort of building a platform business. What are some of the what are some of the, the guidances that you would offer to an entrepreneur kind of starting out in this space? Means um, when you are building, uh, this is this applies to more generic product building on WordPress, not just like a WooCommerce brand. So uh, I think the, there are two ways to build a product in in, in the WordPress ecosystem. One is you either copy a popular product, right? Not just like a proper copy, copy. Like you take the features set, you realize the potential of the market, and then you start to copy uh, what they're doing overall. And then you do it on your own, right? You do it like somebody. Uh, how, how do you can how can you innovate their shortcomings, yeah. right? And then and then you solve something in in, in the in the ecosystem which is already solved. Uh, and then you carve out a market for yourself. And then that itself becomes a product. Um, and then there is a second approach to it that you become an active member of the community in like Facebook groups, in forums, and then you start to find a gap, right? Try to find a gap. And that gap finding can be like through many, many approaches. One is to like find reviews uh, for, your, uh, for your competitors, uh, analyze those reviews, see where they are lacking, even support can be a big differentiator in WordPress, yeah. right? So if you offer like proper good support uh, and people will switch to your product and finding the gap can be the best thing, right? Obviously, if you can find a gap, build a product and then engage with the community with a free product. The, the best thing about WordPress, a lot of people actually assume it is actually the worst thing because when you, when you build a WordPress plugin, it is difficult to monetize, right? Initially. Uh, you have to build a lot of features into it, and then it starts becoming monetizable at some point. But at the same time, we had had uh, successes where we were able to monetize very quickly uh, for a few product because of the quality of the product, because of the support which we provided, right? So the WordPress ecosystem has both kind of users. So when I compare WordPress with other platforms, I, I actually always say that this is this is a mixture of iOS and Android. Ah, interesting. So there are there are users in WordPress who don't want to pay. So it's okay, right? They are they can be your like uh, good feedback customers who who like the product can be champion of the product. But there are iOS users who like who do a lot of like selling in let's say in WooCommerce. There are large merchants. There are small, medium, large merchants who can recognize the quality of the product who can recognize what it is solving for them and then start paying for them, right? So, and especially with WooCommerce, right? The specific thing about WooCommerce is that when you build a WooCommerce plugin, 
and it works and merchant actually survive uh, the the economy which you are which we are in it's difficult out there right so if if they do uh, uh, they will end up renewing the plugin license right which is uh, in wordpress is difficult to do right it's less than 50% uh, on the renewal rates but if you build a quality product and solve the problem especially in woocommerce as i say uh, it's very easy to get above 80% renewal rates that itself is a big thing. Yeah, if they're succeeding, if their if their store is growing, there's no good reason for them not. And if you compare to Shopify in general, I think there's a lot of room for WooCommerce products to go up market and and command better returns and charge more. Uh, but you don't like you, you have a lot more scale that you have access to as well. Um, I'm curious on the on the investment and fundraising side. That's that's a newer territory for WordPress broadly. It's not as much of a stretch like in Shopify, for instance. A lot of well, there's a lot of business that will that will raise money and and build and sort of do all this stuff, right? It's newer in the WooCommerce space. If you look at and, and WordPress broadly, uh, are, are any lessons that stand out to you that you learned from your experience? If someone's thinking about raising funds, uh, that uh, yeah, any any guidance that you'd offer. There are some apps in Shopify and some companies in Shopify which had a larger impact on the overall Shopify marketplace, okay. right? So I think if you have like a larger impact on overall merchants, so let's say you built a payment aggregator, right? Uh, let's say you built something which cuts across uh, every merchant, uh, let's say a backup uh, of all the orders or whatever, right, products, Um uh, so the app which we owned was like a feed generation app and an SEO app, right? So these are also generic products. So it's difficult to build or find these kind of companies. But once you do, I think, uh, so, and you know that, right? So as an investor, everybody, so whoever is an investor will look for their returns, right? And then the impact of the product. So if your impact is such that you are not just a small tool for a small like a utility tool, but you can actually make a lot of impact in the in the whole ecosystem for all the merchants or majority of the merchants. I think you means it's 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 uh, it's getting uh, investment in the in the WordPress ecosystem is similar experience in a SaaS world, right? It is it is going to be the same. So you just need to position how you are positioning your product. Is is I think can be very important. When you go to an investor and also at the same time, you're targeting the Woo ecosystem, right? So both for like for, from a commercial standpoint and also from an investment standpoint, if you can like visualize your impact on, on the overall ecosystem, that will get the ball going. Is is my personal opinion. So you started out with an in initial concept. You gathered feedback. What did it take for you to go from the idea to where you felt like you had the positioning strong enough with Insta to where you felt confident in raising money? Because that, that, it doesn't sound like you started that way. Like you started out with kind of exploring, gathering feedback. Uh, I think, yeah, what did it take for you to get there and what guidance? This will be my last question on this. Uh, how, how would you guide a, a product founder in the WooCommerce space to get to that point where their positioning is clear? Because I think for a lot of people, that's not trivial. Uh, it was not trivial for us also, right? At that point, as you rightly said. So I think the best way for you uh, to figure to 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 take a step back, right? To go as they say thirty thousand feet of what you're doing. So, for example, uh, let's say you are doing social proof, right? 
for WooCommerce, uh, people people buying products. I, I I know this is not a very good product example. A lot of people hate it. I I do too. But just take an just, just an example. So if you go uh, uh, a step back and then you realize what you're trying to solve for the ecosystem, you're actually trying to increase sales uh, by word of mouth, by referrals for these merchants, right? So if that becomes your vision, right, and then then with that vision comes a roadmap of the product, and then you showed that roadmap with this little bit of first step which you took, and that became a little bit of success that had some success. That itself becomes a recipe of investment, right? Then you don't need to like do much exploration. People can visualize your vision. People can see the MVP, the product, and then say, okay, these guys are going to the right direction. Uh, these folks are going to the right direction, right? So, Okay, I like that. I like that. So you play with it. You you find a gap. You set the – have a clear vision. And, and initially, you might only have an initial piece. Like we're only solving this problem today, but we have this clear trajectory where we can go, which is part of what justifies investment, right? It's like there's a horizon. There's more that can be done. Exactly. Vikas, thank you. Uh, I appreciate your your insights and perspective. It's going to be interesting to watch Insta develop over the next couple of years. If someone wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to get in touch? So I'm always available on Twitter uh, and post status if you are there. Um, otherwise, you can always email me at vikas at the rate instawb.com. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. See you again. Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan, for having me. Um, talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, Bob WP here again. I'm always amazed at what the builder community is up to these days. And Vikas was no exception. I imagine he'll go a long way with his latest project. Well, that wraps up another show. I'd like to give another shout out to GoDaddy Pro Hub for their continued support of the builder community. Please check them out at GoDaddyPro.com. And until the next time, keep on doing the woo.